So, what you are listening to is the very first episode of what is probably going to be called Riding in Cars with Cats. So my name is Mike Tanner, and I run a digital agency in Halifax called One Red Cat Media. And for the last little while, I've been speaking at various events throughout uh, Halifax and and a little bit throughout Nova Scotia, uh, different conferences, doing some webinars for some different companies. And one of the things I get asked all the time is, do you have a podcast? Could we do a podcast? And unfortunately, I'm at the point where the only real commodity that just is irreplaceable uh, for me right now is time. So in addition to being a, a basically the director of a, of a digital agency, I also am a full-time father, stay-at-home father of two. Uh, we should all be full-time fathers, but I'm a full-time stay-at-home father of two. So time has always been something that I've not had a lot of. So what I've decided over the last little while is to maximize time. So right now, for example, I just dropped my daughter off at my mom's where she'll be having a sleepover while my son is away at his very first beaver camp. And so I decided, well, I have a little bit of a drive here, so why don't I use that opportunity uh, to put my money where my mouth is in terms of being productive and maximizing the use of your time. And thus, we have our very first episode. So I'm not gonna get too much into specific details like I'm going to on the rest of the show. Uh, Instead, today I'm gonna give you a little bit of an overview of of who I am and what I do and why I do it. So the first off, as I said, I'm I'm Mike Tanner. I run a a digital agency called One Red Cat Media. It's myself and a business partner and a graphic designer. And we basically, we've sort of shifted a little bit uh, on what we do. For a long time, I thought I built websites and I thought I taught social media and I thought I wrote content. And it turns out that what I really do is I, I help brands try and get themselves noticed online and, and try and build uh, equity with their with their clients through uh, digital marketing strategies. So that's a bunch of really nerdy ways to say I try and help businesses be better online. So the first question, I'm, I'm going to answer a couple questions that I really regularly get. Uh, from people and I want to use this opportunity to answer a couple of those questions so the first question I always get is why one red cat Um, people assume that I love cats that I love the color red that I have a red cat um, and so on and so on here's the truth of the matter red is not my favorite color it's probably my third favorite color Uh, I have the ability to rate uh, very clearly almost everything I'm interested in and it would red would fall just about third uh, behind uh, yellow as number two and orange as number one so okay fair enough I don't really like the color red I like it but I don't love it so obviously I like cats well I don't have any cats I haven't had a cat since I was about 15 years old which sadly is about 22 years ago now Um, the cats I have had were not red Um, so how do you go through all that and come up with the name One Red Cat 
Well, it's a bit of an interesting story. I used to be um, an employee at a computer shop. I did uh, repairs, service, sales, and eventually a little bit of management for a, a company that did um, Apple computers. So I worked with these really, really great, great guys. Uh, two of which, uh, or three of which I should say, because one of them just wasn't around as much. Uh, so Ash, uh, Sylvan, and Kevin. And the four of us decided that we all had an interest in creativity and we all had an interest in filmmaking to a certain extent. So we decided that we would create uh, a little bit of an independent film company. So we filmed, although never properly edited, a couple small things. We didn't really make much use of it, but we, were, we spent a lot of time actually trying to come up with a name for this little group of people. And what we came up with was original copycat films. So the reason we came up with original copycat is we thought, you know, nothing in, in comedy is, or in film is really original. Everything is, has some sort of basis in the, in the past. Uh, but that we wanted to be as original as possible while still sort of using the influences of, uh, in our minds, the, you know, the sort of the great comedy geniuses, of which we were nothing like. Um, in any case, we came up with this idea of one, uh, of, sorry, of original copycat films. So the, we decided to film a little, create a little uh, design and, and logo for this. And what it was, was the series of these black cats that kept appearing on screen that all looked exactly identical. And every time one appeared, it would say meow and you know, it would make a cat-like sound. And then at the very end of it, in the very middle, would be this singular red cat that would pop up and would make a goat sound, uh, which we thought was absolutely hilarious. Everyone that we showed it to outside of the four of us always kind of went, oh, so it's a goat? And we're like, no, it's a cat, but it's original. A anyways, so we kind of stuck with that. And when we ended up trying to buy uh, a, a domain name and trying to look at Twitter accounts and all that kind of stuff, we discovered one of the things that I really preach to a lot of my clients, which is before you decide that you're gonna name something, Try and do your absolute very best uh, to um, do your very, very best to make sure that you can get what you need out of that name. So that means, you know, make sure that you can get a domain name if you're going to need a website. Make sure that you can get a uh, Twitter account. Make sure you can get all these things and then try and do it. Because what we discovered, and this was before I really got into digital marketing, was we couldn't get any of those things. Literally none of these things were available for us. So when we played around and we thought, okay, well, in this original copycat film's logo, there was one red cat. So we could still call ourselves original copycat, but we could use one red cat as our sort of theme. And so I went out and purchased the name One Red Cat. Uh, we started setting it up on Twitter and Instagram and all these kind of things. And um, that became how we did that. So the store closed, we got an Apple store in town, which I'm actually very thankful for, but it certainly had an impact on our, our business. And um, after that happened, I decided I still wanted to use Wonder and Cat. And a lot of us were uh, writing at the time, uh, myself and a, a whole bunch of my friends were all doing a lot of writing on our own. And we, I kind of decided to create this platform for these other people to, uh, to write on. So that became One Red Cat. They all started blogging there, and, and it was kind of interesting. And then, honestly, 
my first client sort of happened out of the blue and I all of a sudden realized I needed some sort of platform to base everything on so I decided okay well I'm gonna take over this domain that I have that I've gained a little bit of traction with on social and those kind of things and so one red cat the website became my own business and then eventually I always had in my mind that I would change it I always had in my mind I've come up with different names for what we do and different you know branding ideas and all this stuff and just when I think okay I'm gonna move away from one red cat because again it doesn't speak to really me um, I'll always have people that say oh we really really like that name that one red cat name and so over time I just decided all right well you know what that's that's what we're gonna stick with and so that is where one red cat comes from um, I do like the original place it came from because it came from a place of originality and uniqueness in a in a busy busy marketplace um, which is sort of what the idea of original copycat was when I look at how many people you know I just spoke at um, WordCamp in Halifax and the number of people that I talk to that run digital agencies very very similar to mine was just astounding to me and, and they you know these are people from across Halifax Nova Scotia Canada a little bit the world but the number of these people that were like oh I, I do web development social media and etc the number of social media management companies are in town and consulting companies so it just became this idea of like, you know what I am the one red cat I am that one unique looking cat and uh, you know I hope that kind of passes through with uh, with with how we present ourselves and how we do our jobs so that's that's the origin story that's our that's our Krypton that's that's where we all started uh, the next question I get a lot of is how I do what I do given that I say that I'm a full-time stay-at-home father uh, there are some things that make being a stay-at-home father a little simpler uh, for starters my son who is five and a half is in his first year of school so he's in primary and so obviously I don't have him during the day I just have my daughter uh, but I still do have my daughter during the day uh, I'm incredibly lucky to have uh, in-laws that live very very close and I'm able to you know if I have a client meeting or if I have to get some work done during the day I go ahead and, and send my daughter over to my in-laws and, and have a couple hours uh, but the real thing is is that most of the work I'm done uh, most of the work that I do takes place starting at about 7 p.m. at night and running through until used to be midnight one o'clock and then I came up with some reasons why that was a bad idea and so now I typically work from about uh, my, my daily work work uh, day I guess uh, is from about 7.30 p.m. until about 10 o'clock p.m. So I work about two and a half hours every night of like solid, solid work. That's headphones in with, you know, some really good music on that I can just kind of ignore the world and get to work. I obviously spend a lot of the time during the day if I have a little time here and there doing some research, doing some social, doing some, you know, some writing, those kind of things. But the, the crux of my day happens uh, in the evening. When I say that I used to do, you know, 7.30 p.m. or 8 o'clock p.m. until 12 or 1, I absolutely did. And the problem was is that the, 
the return on investment from that work just plummets after a certain time. I've always found that I'm a bit of a night owl, but every morning at 6.30, I'm up with my son um, because he's decided that sleep is for the week. And so every morning, I, I have to be up and up and at him, and, and a lot of times through the night if the kids are awake. So what I found was from 7.30 to probably 9.30 or 10, I was very, very productive. From 10 to 11, that number really started to plummet. From 11 to 12, it, it really, really dove. And then from 12 to 1, it, which I was doing a decent amount of work on, which just wasn't, I wasn't getting anything from that. Um, I found this out actually when I was working on a, a book that I'm working on. So I, I had an app that would track uh, the speed at which I was writing. So my writing from 7.30 till about 9.30 at night on topics that I'm familiar with, for example, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm writing a book about how I work and so that, that's pretty easy, that's a topic I'm familiar with. But on things I'm familiar with, I can write anywhere from 2,000 to 2,500 words an hour, uh, which is a good pace, that's a solid, solid pace. The problem is, is that from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, that number was dropping to about 11 to 1200 words an hour after after 11 o'clock that number was dropping to uh, about 600 words an hour and then after midnight uh, I was really only able to write about 350 or 400 words per hour and so the first part I thought was oh geez I really need to you know really work even longer hours you know and work longer and do that and then I realized that's a really really stupid idea if I'm really really productive for two hours starting at 730 at night why don't I make those the hours that are you know my crunch time why don't I just stop doing work at those other times get more sleep so that I'm more alert so that during the day I'm able to do things better and that has become what I've uh, what I've switched over to so I start my work day at 730 and basically at 10 o'clock any sort of heavy lifting that I need to do is done. I might do a little bit more uh, after that, but it's usually really high-level conceptual stuff. It's thinking. It's not production. It's it's concepts. It's not it's not actually getting the work out there. So the one thing I recommend to people is that I'm a huge proponent of the idea that nine to five is dead. It's the dumbest thing in the world. If you're not a front-facing production, but really even production, if you're not front-facing, what I mean by that is consumer-facing. If you're not in an office, or, or a, even better, offices are done, but if you're not in a store that's open for these hours so that people can come and see you to get these things, or you're not you know, on the phone or doing support at hours that are very, very specific, the idea that we start work in the morning and we end work in the evening or the, or the late afternoon is just so antiquated. We've taken something that existed for farmers, which was you work from sunup to sundown, and we've just said, yep, yeah, that's when we work. And it is literally the stupidest thing in the world. Um, so I, I really go against that as much as possible. I don't think that it makes any sense to do that, and so I... I very specifically try and avoid doing that. So what I recommend to people is find the times, especially if you're in, in industries like that I'm in. So you're you're on in sort of consulting, production, those sorts of things, design. 
find the times that you're able to just conquer and crush it and make those the times that you work. Those are the only times that I really do work. For example, I might meet a client between say one and three in the afternoon, but I'm full siesta mode in the afternoons. My, my ability to produce work is just staggeringly low from about one o'clock in the afternoon till about three o'clock in the afternoon. It used to be when my kids used to nap, so I would really push through and try to get my work done during that period of time. And then I realized, well, that's a terrible idea. I spent a lot of my time realizing that things are terrible ideas. And so what I've done instead is I've said, okay, well, if for some reason my kids are sleeping from one to three and that's some time I have off, well, that's some time I'll take off. I'll relax. I'll, you know, I might read, I might take a nap, I might play a video game. I'm a big, big EA sports video game fan. So I do all those things because they, they seem to make sense to me. And I, I really wish that more people were actually able to do the things that made sense to them. And if you're a if you're a boss, if you're a manager and listening to this, please for the love of God, let your people do things that make sense to them and are not just guided by some antiquated concept of, of when we should work and how we should work. Um, and that's you know that's my two cents on that. The last thing I'm gonna say, I'm gonna keep these pretty short episodes. I'd like to aim for sort of 15, 20 minutes because I can do a good solid 15, 20 minutes um, where I get some ideas out there and I can get that to you pretty regularly. Whereas if I decide that I'm gonna do, say, you know, an hour, that's sort of a larger production and I just don't have that much time most of the time. So we're gonna end this hopefully in about, you know, five to seven minutes. I'll try and keep it as close to 20 minutes as I can. The last piece I wanted to talk about has to do with, uh, with time in general. And, uh, there's a lot of people that I really, really admire and whose work I really pay a lot of attention to um, who all say sort of the same thing. And so these people that I'm talking about are people like uh, local people like uh, Ross Simmons and uh, Dave Culligan who are just these absolutely fantastic content creators and, and consultants and just storytellers that understand uh, what this this commodity is worth, uh, and the other one that is one of my favorites, and I only recently decided to make him my favorite is Gary V. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. People have been telling me for years that Gary V. just has, a, a, you know, knows it all and he does all this stuff, and I always really shat on him because I thought, you know, who is this guy to tell me about my life and what I've realized over the past uh, few month or so of listening to Gary all the time is that. The reason I was so mad at Gary about him saying all these things was that I just was not prepared to to hear what what Gary had to say, and so that that made a huge difference. Um, but in any case, the three things that, that these guys talk about all the time are, is time. You know, if you want to have a meeting with one of them, you have to explain how they're going to get something out of this. And these are three people who desperately, and I make this very clear, these are three people who desperately want to help people succeed. These are not people who are, um, who are, you know, rude or mean or don't care about how other people succeed and are just greedy. These are people who desperately, desperately want people to succeed. 
but they also realize how thin they're stretched and what value there is to their time. So in doing that, they really, really pay very careful attention to, to what they give their time and, and effort to. So in that, in that idea, I want you to think really, really carefully. I want people to think really, really carefully about how you use your time. Um, you know, I talk to a lot of people who tell me they just don't have time to do this, they don't have time to do that. And I fully understand. And I really, I do absolutely mean that. I, I have a crazy hectic schedule. I have two kids. Uh, I help my wife in, in a lot of ways wherever I can, whether it's with her business or whether the volunteer activity she does on the side and, and all these different things. I really, really push myself to the limit. But I've seen every episode of Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Daredevil. Uh, I've, you know, I'm working on the newest season of House of Cards. I've seen all the other... Uh, seasons. I'm all caught up on Sherlock. I'm all caught up on usually Doctor Who. I've given up on Capaldi for a little bit, but um, yeah, I'm all caught up on these things. And, and I realized like, well, that's because I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm doing those things. I've decided that there's a trade-off that's worth it to me to say, I want to watch Iron Fist instead of doing this work. So when you think about your schedule, you have so many hours in the day that you decide to fill with whatever you decide to fill. And I'm not in, a, in, a, in any way going to judge and say, well, you're, you know, you're being lazy or you're not doing this, or you're not doing that. But I am gonna say that there are very few people that tell me that they don't have time to do things who, when I really look at it, that I really believe they don't have time to do things. Most of these people, I, I really feel like if you want it, you're going to find and make that time to, to do it. So. Um, that's the big thing I say. Don't don't make excuses that that aren't you know that aren't real. Go 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 get it basically if you can. So uh, we're at about 21 minutes now, and I want to wrap this up. Uh, I'm about halfway home, and uh, I think that's a good good section for now. So uh, if you do have any questions, uh, please hit us up on on Twitter, uh, One Red Cat Media, um, also on Facebook, Instagram onerightcat.com all over the place um, I'd be happy to hear what you thought of this first episode and I'd also love to hear questions that you might want me to answer whether it's about web development social media time management productivity being a dad all these different things whatever it is that I can help you with I'd love to hear what people want to want to talk about so thank you very much for joining me and uh, hopefully you'll hear from me again soon